Do you have a revolving door of chefs and culinary talent? Have you been burned by more than one person who called themselves the chef? Are you looking for a new chef to lead your kitchen and your restaurant to greatness? Hey, it's Peter Harmon, the food guru here with your weekly pep talk. My goal is to teach restaurant owners, managers, and chefs just like you to focus on eight basic fundamentals that lead to a better life and financial freedom. Today is Monday, May 24th, and this is episode number 127 of Build a Better Restaurant podcast. It's called How to Interview a Chef. The kitchen is the heart of every restaurant, and the chef is the leader of the kitchen. Everything that happens in your restaurant must go through the kitchen in one way or another. Therefore, it is critical to have the right chef leading the kitchen. Today, I'm going to share some wisdom on how to interview a chef and what type of questions to ask. Now, this is a very deep subject, and I can write a whole book about it, but We only have 20 minutes, so I'm going to give you an overview of some key areas to think about, and I'm going to break this into three key sections, or things to think about when choosing a chef. Part one, we're going to discuss the person, because as we say all the time, better people build better restaurants. And in part two, we need to find a great cook. I mean, after all, isn't this what this person is supposed to be and do? And in part three, we're going to discuss business acumen because your chef must be a smart business person. I believe a chef must have many talents and skills. First, they must be an artist. I mean, cooking is an art form. It requires knowledge, talent, and skill. Second, they must be a business person and a scientist. Cooking is math and chemistry and science and money. Food is expensive and perishable. And third, the chef must be an athlete. Standing on your feet all day in a hot kitchen requires hand-eye coordination, stamina, and grit. And lastly, a chef must be part psychologist and shrink because they have to deal with many multiple personality humans all day long. Okay, we got a lot to talk about. So let's get started with thing number one, the person. Better people build better restaurants. Interviewing a chef is very important. It will require more than one meeting. I like to have several types of interactions when hiring a chef. I mean, this is a serious matter. It can't be decided in a 30-minute interview. It starts with a resume and a phone interview. And if that goes well, we have an early morning interview. That's right. I like to see how they look in the morning. And then we have a dinner and drinks interview. Now, the drinks area and the drinks part is important. Hey, I've seen some chefs get absolutely hammered during a dinner meeting. And I also want to meet the spouse because that's the most important person in the chef's life. It's critical and crucial that they are on board. We need them to be supportive, especially when times get tough, and you know they're gonna. We also need more than one interviewer. That's right, all the key managers must spend some time with this person. 
See, they're all going to see different things and different qualities, and the chef may act differently with each person. They're going to show different people different levels of respect. It's important to get a 360 view for both you and the chef candidate. So I like to start with a walk through the entire restaurant. Let them see where they're going to be working. Give them some time to look around and inspect things. And try to do it when there's no employees around. And then maybe do the second time when the staff is present and ask them what they think. And remember this, when you ask somebody during an interview what they think, listen carefully. And that means shut up, don't talk, just listen. Okay, so when you sit down, I want you to ask simple questions to get them comfortable and let them talk. Ask big, open-ended questions like, why did you decide to be a chef? Who is your greatest teacher or mentor or inspiration? Hey, who's your favorite chef? What's your favorite cookbook? What magazines or websites do you read or follow? What is the goal for your career? Where do you see yourself in the future? Maybe five, 10 years from now. What is your culinary vision for this restaurant? You see, you gotta ask big questions like that. Big, open-ended questions. And then you gotta shut up and let them talk. And take notes. You need to write down key phrases and comments and observations. See, the notes do two things. Number one, they let the other person know that you're serious and respect them and what they have to say. Most chefs need and crave respect. The second thing that taking notes is going to do is they're going to be good for you to look back at after the interview when you have a question. Okay, now I'm going to share a pearl of wisdom with you right now. And this is a really good idea, so pay attention. I want you to mentally draw a square box on a sheet of paper. And then I want you to divide it in half from left to right. And then I want you to split it down the middle from top to bottom. You should have a square with four smaller squares inside. Two on the top and two on the bottom. Okay, you got it? All right, now... The top two boxes represent winning thoughts and ideas. The bottom two boxes represent losing thoughts and ideas. The boxes on the right are about food-centric thoughts and ideas. And the boxes on the left are business-centric thoughts and ideas. Now let's number the boxes. Number the top left box, number one, and the top right box, number two. And then number the bottom left box, number three, and the bottom right box, number four. The goal of the interview is to determine which box the candidate fits in or spends the most time talking about or where your observations put this person. Okay, so here's a little thing. Put a dot or a point or a number in each of the boxes, just to let you know how many times that you think they ended up in that square or that box or that area. Okay, so if they got a lot of marks in box number three or number four, that means they're a loser. And that means they're a no hire, no matter how good a cook they are. And if they're a good cook, they're going to have a lot of marks or numbers in box number two. And maybe not so many on the business side. And that might be okay. 
as long as you're strong on the business side and you can coach and teach them. See, did you get that? So we're going to mark down what they talk about. So if somebody talks a lot about food, you're going to put a lot of dots or numbers in the food box, box number two in the top right. And then if they make not so many good, strong points about business, and you're a strong business person, that's not that big of a deal because you can coach them on the business stuff as long as they're willing to learn. Remember, everybody has to be coachable. Now, if they're strong on the business side and you got a lot of dots or marks in box number one and just a few on the chefy creative side, that might be okay if you are a really good cook and you can teach them the how we do it here. And yes, they got to be open-minded and willing to learn. Once again, everybody has to be coachable. The question is, you must know what you're looking for in a chef. Do you want a culinary wizard or a solid production machine and a good business person? Or do you want somebody well-rounded? Every restaurant, every situation, and every owner is different. Here's another big question. How long do you plan to work here? Two to five years is the answer we're looking for. But becoming a partner and staying longer is another really good answer, if that's an option. Okay, and this brings us to thing number two, food knowledge and skill. Let's talk about food questions. I like to start out with simple questions and let them ramble and then dial it in a little tighter. Okay, so Hey, what's your favorite dish or your favorite recipe? And then shut up and listen to them talk. Listen to how they describe the dish and chart their answers in your number one through four boxes. Okay? Now, if the most, here's another question. If the most important person in your world was coming in for dinner on Saturday night, what would you make for them? Which of your dishes would you want them to experience? See, that's a good question. I want to know what their best thing is. Now, here's a good question. What wine or beverage would you serve with that dish and why? Now, here's the point. Great chefs and cooks love food and drinks. They know a lot about wine, beer, and booze. Or at least they should. Or at least they should. See, they could also say, hey, I'm a chef. Why do I need to know about the bar? And that's a really bad answer because it's food and wine. It's food and beverage. There's a pairing. There's a thing that happens together. I also like to ask very simple culinary questions like, how do you make a cheeseburger? And their answer is very revealing. For example, they could simply say, well, it's a bun and meat with cheese. What type of cheese do you like? Okay, or they could go into great detail, like I grind my own beef. I start with a mixture of aged beef, chuck, and brisket. Then I make my own brioche buns with Irish butter and hand-milled flour and homemade smoked tomato ketchup. And I make cucumber pickles with vinegar and salt and sugar. They're awesome. In fact, I brought some with me today. Would you like to try one right now? Wow. That's what we're talking about. You see the difference? One chef gives you straight ABC and the other guy elaborates. That person's into food. 
Let's talk about menus. The menu is the most important document in a restaurant. Google the chef. Google the restaurant. Look at the menu from their current restaurant and the other restaurants where they work. Maybe even go eat in the restaurant. I mean, why not? You're going to learn a lot about them and where they're coming from. And while you're there, ask the staff questions about the chef. You'll be amazed what you can learn. It's a really smart idea. Ask them straight up, hey, what do you think of our menu? What do you think looks good? What would you take away? What would you add? See, this is good because it shows if they did any recon before the interview. I mean, really, wouldn't you Google a restaurant before you applied to work there? And read the menus and the reviews to see who they are and if it makes sense for you to work there? I mean, to me, this is a really simple thing. It shows that they're curious and that this is important to them. See, the highest achievers in any field tend to be curious people. Curiosity is an important trait, especially in creative people. I always ask, what do you know about us? And it blows my mind when people don't know the simple things. And they say, oh, I don't know anything. I just applied. I mean, wow. Okay, next, let's talk about cooking and kitchen skills. Ask the candidate to do a few simple kitchen tasks. Hey, dice an onion. How about make a simple cheese omelet? Just make one dish. I mean, it could be anything, either something that's prearranged that they want to cook for you or maybe a mystery basket test. I mean, let them go through your coolers and round up some ingredients and make something. Maybe they can make something that they think should is a must-add to your menu. Or how about this? Even a way that they would want to improve one of your existing menu items. Say you got a pasta dish on the menu. And they say, listen, I want to make that same pasta dish you have on your menu, but I'm going to make it my way, just so you can see. And it just might blow your mind. See, this is going to give you real insight into how they think and who they are as a chef and the direction that they would want to take you in the restaurant. The cooking test is a really good way to see them up close and personal in your kitchen, and it's going to cut through a lot of bullshit. It'll also allow them to work in your space and see if they like it or not. Remember, this is a two-way street. Ask lots of culinary questions to the real chefy people. Hey, can you name the mother sauces or the different cuts of meat? Hey, what's the difference between spare ribs, St. Louis ribs, and baby back ribs? Or what's a spinalis? Or what's a steamship round? Or describe the different steak temperatures from rare to well done. Or how about what's the danger zone of food? Or what's cross-contamination and how do you prevent it in your kitchen? Or do something relevant to your type of restaurant or the specific job. Make them think. No trick questions, just simple, straightforward questions with simple answers to see where they're coming from and to see if they know what they're talking about. Okay, now hear this. I want you to imagine that this person came to an interview for the chef job and they're underqualified or they're not ready to be the number one guy, at least not yet or this year. But do you have any other spots that might be a really good fit for them? Like, could they be the saute guy or the baker or the bartender or a waiter or even the dishwasher? Remember, 
We hire good people first, and then we teach them the skills they need to grow and improve. Okay, now let's move on to thing number three, business acumen. The chef is the manager of the kitchen. They're going to spend 60% or more of all the money that comes into your restaurant in purchasing of food and supplies and in labor costs. They're going to be making many, many important decisions that will make or break your business so they better understand the business of the restaurant business. Now, remember, we're talking about hiring a chef, not just a line cook or a dishwasher or a prep guy. So we need the whole package. We need knowledge, skill, talent, and business acumen. Okay, let's start with some really simple questions. How many ounces in a pound? How many ounces in a cup? How many ounces in a quart? Or how many ounces in a gallon? Now think about these questions for a second and imagine you're interviewing a chef who wants to be paid sixty dollars or $70,000 a year. If they're going to run a professional kitchen, they better know how many ounces are in a pound or in a gallon. These are not trick questions. These questions have black and white answers. Here's another question. How do you calculate food cost percentage? Now, if you ask me that question, here's the answer I would give you. To calculate food cost percentage, we divide cost of goods by sales. Cost of goods is opening inventory plus purchases minus comps, promos, and closing inventory. Now, for example, if our cost of goods is $10,000 and our sales are $30,000, our food cost percentage would be 33%. You see, this answer is tight and succinct with no fluff or BS. Can your current chef answer that question that well? Can your candidate, the person who wants to be your chef, answer the same question that well? Okay, here's some other questions like, Hey, how often do you do inventory? Who do you buy groceries from? Do you have an order guide? And if so, could you email me a copy of it? I'd like to see it. How do you cost a menu item? Please walk me through the process. What day of the week do you post the schedule in your kitchen at your current job? And do you cost out your schedule before you post it? See, most chefs are going, oh, absolutely, I know everything. Good. If the answer to that question is yes, then ask him how much money they spend per week on kitchen labor. And then, what is their kitchen labor percentage as compared to their gross sales? Once again, these are simple questions that should have a simple answer. Now, here's a few more questions. Do you have a recipe book in your kitchen? Do you have pictures of what all the finished dishes should look like? And are they hanging up right in front of the expo line so everybody can see them? Do you have opening and closing checklists for your cooks and staff to follow? And here's one. How did you do on your last health inspector report? And could you bring me a copy of it? Wow. That would be an awesome thing to ask a potential chef candidate. Here's what that would sound like. Hey, please bring me samples of your recipes and pictures and checklists. And also, bring me copies of your last two health department reviews. And be sure to bring your knife to the interview.
Wow, that would separate the men from the boys real fast, wouldn't it? Only the real players would show up for an interview like that. And after all, isn't that what you want? The real players? Okay, in conclusion, let's wrap this thing up. Ladies and gentlemen, I know it's hard to find people right now, but we need to be more diligent than ever. We can't afford to hire the wrong people. The person who's going to lead your kitchen to greatness is really important. This single decision will have a great impact on your business and your life from this day forward. And that brings me to this week's homework assignment. This week, I want you to sit down and make a list of questions to ask all your new applicants. Questions that will get to the heart of the matter and help you determine who should be on your team. And once you figure out who you want on your team, then you can build a description or a profile of the person you're looking for. Then you can start the quest to find that person. What do people like this want? What are they looking for? Where do they hang out at? Where can I find them? How can I shape my message so it will be more appealing to them? It's called recruiting. Who are you looking for? Where are they? And what do they want? What would it take for you to get them to come and be part of your team? And yes, it is very possible that you may have to change who you are and what you're willing to do in order to win. Hey, if you like this podcast today, be sure to come back next week when I discuss how to interview a manager. My name is Peter Harmon. I am the food guru. My goal is to start a restaurant revolution where every restaurant owner and manager and chef who joins us has the knowledge and information they need to reimagine their restaurant so you can create financial freedom and live the life of your dreams. Think of me as your strategic thinking partner. I want to help you reimagine your restaurant. If you're looking to move the ball forward and build a better restaurant, I can help you. Here's how it works. With my plan, we meet one-on-one -on -one each week, either over the phone or via Zoom. We talk about you and your restaurant. I listen to the good, the bad, and the ugly. I help you think. I help you solve problems. I'm going to help you build a restaurant that is tailor-made for you, your community, and your management team. This is not a webinar or a one-size-fits-all course. In fact, there's no set curriculum. We focus on you and your needs, not mine. This is you and me working together one-on-one -on -one to reimagine your restaurant. If you're ready to move forward and create a smart plan that will change your life, just come to foodguru.com to get started. When the student is ready, the food guru will appear. Thanks for listening. I hope to hear from you soon.